Right, so welcome to the latest You podcast. I am delighted to have a guest. I'm not going to pronounce your surname. I've, all, I've forgotten already. So Alana, welcome to the show. Please give yourself an introduction and tell everyone how to pronounce the surname. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I am Alana Yuknovich, um, and I am an endo warrior, um, which we'll talk about a bit later. Sounds scary to me, an endo warrior. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I'm a, I work in the emergency services. Um, I like cats. Like cats. Yeah. You're either a cat or a dog person, I think, right? You're yeah. Generally speaking. So yeah. I love cats as well, but I'm allergic to them. So no. my, yeah, so so we have a little wee Jack Russell at home, and he, he's a, an absolute nightmare. But my wife is a cat person, mm -hmm. so she berates me all the time about uh. why are you so allergic? Why are you so allergic? So yeah. we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get a cat at some stage. So you love cats? Yep, yeah, I've got three. Got three? Yeah. Um, any 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 children? Yes. Yeah, I've got two stepchildren and one of my own. Um, they're all grown up, teenagers, and. Once an adult, um, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite a boring person actually. <laughs> I don't think there is a, a, a thing. I, I think that depends on how you, how other people perceive it, right? Yeah. But if I, I've always said this, if you're happy in life, you're happy. Right? Yeah. Who care? Who cares what you do, what you don't do, right? If you're happy, you're happy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you say generally you're a content person? Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Yeah. That's good. Content, lead back. That's the way it Go should be. Um, so we're about, you understood about, if you look at the population of the UK as a whole, and I'm being very generic here, yeah. right? So roughly three out of four can generally manage the ups and downs of life. Mm -hmm. And I think we probably speak more to those people um, around prevention, coping mechanisms, self-awareness, that sort of stuff. The one in four that need additional help to be able to cope with those ups and downs and and, the, and there might be something um kind of soft like uh, coffee and cake with a social group or you know running and exercising yeah. or you know the soft sort of walking in nature that sort of stuff to to the more you know extreme interventions like counseling and mm -hmm. and, and charities that exist out there yeah. um so the reason for inviting you in is we recognize there's a really strong link um between our physical health and our mental health mm -hmm. and you can't separate the two people like to try and separate the two but they're intrinsically linked yeah. right um and you you play a big part in um are about to play a big part in raising awareness on a particular condition do you want to do you want to talk about the condition and what that means because yeah. when i did some research mm -hmm. i was staggered and a little bit embarrassed by what I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I think that's quite common as well. Is it? Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so I'm going to talk a bit about endometriosis. Um, I was diagnosed with this um, about four years ago now. Um, so it's a, it's a chronic inflammatory disease. Okay. Um, and it affects women. Um, uh, it's it's when tissue mm -hmm. similar to that of the womb lining, mm -hmm. so it's um, found elsewhere in the body. So normally, 
a woman would have a period and yep. shed that yep. blood. Um, but the tissue that's found elsewhere with endometriosis, because it's so similar, it bleeds every month with your cycle, but uh, has nowhere to go. Oh, wow. So it grows. Yeah. Um, it, it's now a whole body disease. Um, before, they thought it was just, you know, your sort of abdominal yep. organs, yep. pelvic organs and such like. Um, but it has been found elsewhere in the body. Um, there's been cases where it's been found in people's brain, eyes. God, um, that's, that's Elsewhere, scary. lungs that's... and things. So um, it's not very common. Uh, thankfully um, but when I was diagnosed it took about nine years for the diagnosis um, going back and forward from the doctor being told I had IBS um, take painkillers um, and it took me fainting at my work one day to be taken seriously um, so one in ten women they think has this one in ten, and and I think the stats were something like in the in Scotland two hundred and fifty thousand ish. Yeah. Um, so was that? I mean, that sounds. If it was me getting a diagnosis mm -hmm. nine years, yeah, that would make me feeling all sorts of emotions, right? Frustration, probably a lot of anger, actually. Yeah. Um, and maybe uh, determination to be heard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, talk, talk to us about that because that doesn't seem right. I mean, it just doesn't seem right. It's not right. Um, there's, I think because it's a, it's a female condition and, you know, I think it's maybe as a lot of things with female health gets overlooked. It's a bit of a taboo subject for um, people to discuss their, their periods, right, but okay, that's okay. changing now. It definitely is changing. Um, yeah. And... Is that is that helping? Do you think? Oh, definitely, definitely. Do you, do you think there's misogyny as well? To an extent, mm, I think. Sexism, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's you know a women's problem. Make it a big deal of it, all yeah. of that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, you know, everybody, you know, females have periods. Yeah, yeah. Get on with it. Yeah, that sort You're of just thing. Just having a painful one type yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Um, the thing with endometriosis was that it's more than a painful period. Mm -hmm. Um. It's excruciating pain uh, for some people. Um, it affects everybody differently. Okay. Um, some people don't feel any pain with it. Um, some people probably don't even know they've got it. Um, but find out later because they can't conceive. Um, it causes fertility problems. Um, so, so talk to us about all of those kind of symptoms. And, and again, it can vary depending on the individual, right? Yeah, definitely. But, but talk to us about some of those some of those symptoms, how they manifest themselves. Um, the pain symptom, I can, I can only sort of go on my symptoms because mm -hmm. I've experienced course, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my, my main symptom is pain. Yeah. Um, in my lower back, down my legs, um, every day, varying degrees of pain. Um, but I'm aware of it every single day. Um, I get nerve pains in my legs, yep. which I take strong painkillers for every single night um, because otherwise I'm up through the night in pain. Um, it impacts my daily life. So there's some days where I can't 
go about my daily business uh, because it's too sore. Yeah. Um, I get what's known as endo belly. Okay. Which is quite bad bloating. Yeah. Um, so I can sometimes look like I'm about six months pregnant because I get so bloated with it. Um, thankfully, I don't have the because it can affect your sort of periods. It can make them really, really heavy and painful. Right. right. But my medication I'm on doesn't let me have a period basically. Right. Okay. So, okay. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it sounds really tough. It is, honestly. And I, yeah. <laughs> do, do you do you and 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 like do you become kind of more resilient to it over time, or actually is it just still as painful today as it was, you know, whenever it started to appear for you? Yeah. Um, it depends because the there's. Yeah. There's sort of triggers as well. So if you're stressed, you're uh, going to feel pain even more. Got it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it 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 varies. It's very, It's not a yeah. simple answer. No. So I so I have and and what I thought of and I don't think it's linked, but I'll explore it anyway. So I have asthma, mm-hmm. um, and I'm more prone to chest infections. In fact, before we came on, I, I I I'm I'm still carrying one from before Christmas. Um, but but again, a symptom of my asthma is that I I need help to clear infections away. That's yep. all. Um, whereas the regular folk out there that don't uh, can clear clear them out quite easily. So part of my challenge around asthma, and again, everything's different, is that my body does an over-response. Um, so it, it kind of closes up airways and, and, and thinks things that are harmless are bad and yep. all of that sort of stuff. Is there anything linked to that kind of immune response in terms of the tissue growth, or is it just a completely separate thing? Uh I'm not entirely sure if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I know that the the experts in yep. the field are not 100% sure what causes it, how it right. grows. Um, there's still a lot of research to be carried out um, into it. I mean, the, there has to be more research done, right? Because, yeah. you know, eight, eight and a half years, I think, is the average diagnosis yeah. time, which is just, un, I still can't get my head around that, mm-hmm. eight and a half years to diagnose somebody with something. Yeah. So it either tells me, well, there's there's kind of nefarious challenges going on, right, which we alluded to earlier on, um, or, or that we don't understand enough about it in order to deal with it in yeah. a competent manner. Um <coughs> Excuse me, but but clearly things need to change, right? Mm-hmm. So on on that note, then raising awareness is part of making that change yeah. and bringing it to the fore uh, of people's conversations. Talk to us about you're about to uh, take a, an ambassador role yep. at a, a charity. Yes. Um, so talk to us about the charity. Talk to us about the 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 objectives and and the work that they're doing out in the community. Okay, um, so the, the charity I'm an ambassador for is Endo SOS. The SOS stands for South of Scotland. Okay, so it's Scotland specific, right? South yes. of Scotland specific. Okay, yep. yeah. Um, and it's the only registered charity in Scotland uh, and it provide, for Endo um, and it provides support for uh, people with it uh-huh. uh, as well as their families. Um, so there's two different sort of Facebook pages. Um, 
one one is the support group and the other is the sort of the support group for friends relatives um, and, and that's such an important point yeah. the friends and relatives because again you know if you're affected by poor health yeah it's not just you is it no it's everyone around you. It's those you love. It's your friends. It's your colleagues. Yeah. You know, you, if you're going through something, you're not operating at your best. You can't operate your best. Yeah. And and when you were talking earlier on about you know the pain daily, mm-hmm. um, I I just I I can't help think that. You know, I know my, my wife takes the mickey out of me all the time. If I if I have any kind of pain, and I've got a low pain threshold, I know yeah. that, right? But any kind of pain, and you might as well not come near me mm-hmm. because I cannot cope Yeah, just with a low level of pain. So I know how it affects my mental state and, and my mindset. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through pain every single... And for me, things like pain are like, you know, toothache. Yeah. Right. And and in a week or so, you can get that fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or even days. Yeah. So th- this is what I think really shocked me when I was doing the research is it, it's a it's a condition that's lifelong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's lifelong. There's no cure. Only treatment. Um, and even then, sometimes the treatment doesn't always work. Uh, so it's sort of trial and error with various different um, hormone treatments. Um, so, are, are yeah. there kind of natural things that you can do to to offset anything, or is it literally just medication and hormones and? Um, natural things. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But 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 th- sometimes funny weird things work for people. Yeah, like, they do. Like you know, drinking lots of water or going for a run or yeah. you know. Uh, but 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 I guess different strokes for different folks right yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so sorry back to the charity no, back no, to the charity. Yeah, i took you off <laughs> took you off course yeah um yes yeah, so the charity um is there's three i think there's there's a few ambassadors um and there's two we've got two um famous ish ones oh yeah two celebrity ones who are you're checking now you? checking check. make yeah, sure yeah, yeah. i get the, get names, the names right, right yeah um, we have Isla Short mm-hmm. um, and Jessica Nappet. Okay. So, if memory serves me right, Isla Short is a cyclist. Okay. And Jessica Nappet is a. Uh, she's been in things like In Betweeners and oh, she's wow. a comedian oh, actress. Right. Okay. Um, so they're both out there, kind of championing the cause as well. Yes. And and I'm I'm guessing both have been you know diagnosed and and i am i don't think so i think one has right, okay. um, but the other one has friends who have endo um, and we were having that conversation weren't we it's it's almost like the human condition where if you're not affected by something mm-hmm. you kind of care less about it yeah um but if something touches you and it doesn't need to touch you directly yeah. it can touch a friend or a loved one yeah. and then you now you're invested now you care about the outcomes yeah. now you're interested so that that's phenomenal so so talk to us about the charity's work then and and what what it's what it's doing does it get out into the community does it does it have community come to to them yeah like, um so at the moment, they run face-to-face support groups in the borders. Okay, yep. Um, because that's where it started off as Endo Borders. Ah, okay. Um, so the the founder is a lovely lady called Theo McCready. Okay. Um, so the face-to-face in borders, I am looking at running 
face-to-face sessions on easily the inside of you know on the border yes yeah um and hopefully interactive online sessions and this is just for people to reach out and just kind of get a bit of support from friendly people who understand this is the key isn't it who understand what they're going through right definitely um the also i should mention it too is the patient representative okay for expect which is the endometriosis and pelvic pain sort of specialist team at the Edinburgh University. Oh, at the university. I saw a partnership yes. with the university. Okay. So, so 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 they're doing specific research on yeah. on the condition and and how is it, you know, identification of it is it is it is it treatment of it or everything, I guess, right? Everything, yeah. So, um some of the medical experts on that team are also involved with the charity. Yeah. Um and they run um online webinars every now and then through the charity uh, for people to attend find out more um yeah so it's it's all around sort of support raising awareness um in east lothian because i'm the ambassador there Mm -hmm. i'm only just i've just started so my aim is to focus around um sort of teenagers um because early intervention yes early yes. intervention yeah and to encourage them you know if there's no such thing as an agonizing period yeah um and i know that from personal experience um when i was a teenager it was horrendous um if i had known then what i know now i wouldn't have been fobbed off mm-hmm. um you felt like you just had to get on with it because of yeah. what people were telling you basically yeah yeah tell me that it was normal it's ibs you know you'll be fine and um, I think it's known as medical gaslighting, um, which it still happens now because yeah. I th- there's so little. The experts are still looking into it and carrying research out. You know, a, a GP doesn't have that expertise of mm-hmm. it, yep. so they don't really know a lot, or they know less than the experts. The, so. the similarities here again. You 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 understood started because we were passionate about actually each one of us being our own best expert Mm -hmm. and we know ourselves better than any you know medical profession uh and that's not a disservice to the medical profession in any way shape or form but we know when something isn't right right um better than anyone else can know it so i love i love the fact that you're focusing in in that area and Mm almost empowering and enabling you know younger girls to talk and express freely how they're experiencing those those things because it it it, it's it frees them from that burden of stigma doesn't it yeah definitely and gives them that voice yeah i think which is really important um so so do you so questions in terms of the charity do you do you know how it's funded is it publicly funded is it privately funded um I've just received funding from Scottish Government. Right, perfect. That's helps. Yeah, that's um, good. It all helps. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and donations. Um, I am running an ultra marathon in March to raise funds 
as well. I still need to set my just giving page up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so stuff like that, um, and just sort of keeping eyes peeled for funding opportunities. But there is, they have just received funding from the government Fantastic. to help. So, yeah. Good. Are you excited about it? It's, it's I am. A, it's a new role. Yes. Um, and and have you got any like have you set yourself any targets or are you just going to go out there and 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 just do good wherever you can do good basically probably yeah the, the, <laughs> yeah um, okay so we so we talked about we talked about the relationship between then the physical health and the mental yeah. health so I noticed on on the endometriosis website that the one of the symptoms was depression yeah and you know t- talk to us about that particular symptom as it relates to mental health. Um, and how endometriosis fed into that mm-hmm. depression specifically. So were the two intrinsically linked, like locked together, mm-hmm. or was there just a cause and effect type relationship, if that makes sense? For me, it was a cause and effect type relationship. Right. So because I had been in pain for so many years, yep. then diagnosed, I thought, oh, you know, great, somebody's doing something about this. Yep. I'm going to know what's wrong. Yeah. Um, I found out what was wrong. I didn't know what endometriosis was. Um, and the way I was diagnosed was through keyhole surgery. Right. Um, and they found that there was actually too much of the disease there to remove it there. And then, so I went on another waiting list um, for a five-hour surgery to have it all God. removed. But it grows back. It, gr- it grows oh, back. It's a gift it keeps on giving. Oh. It grows back. Um, it's, good, it's good that we can have a laugh. I know, I'll goodness. have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, where was I? So the, the keel surgery, the link, yeah. the, the link in terms of how that affected your mental yeah. health. Yeah. So I was diagnosed and then I was like, oh, actually, what is endometriosis? I'd never heard of it before. I remember coming around from the anaesthetic and them telling me, you know, you're going to have to come back so we can remove this. I went home. I actually remember texting my boss. I was like, I found out what the pain is. I've got endometriosis. And um, I just remember sitting there. I was like, actually, what is this? Uh, and the more I read into it, the more I didn't like... What you were reading. What I was reading. Um, so you went almost from kind of not elation that's the wrong word to use but positivity around finally getting diagnosed which you know let's remind everyone took nine years to get there Mm -hmm. so you feel like you've crossed the finish line but then you go into a different kind of now now oh my goodness like now I'm understanding what it is finding out what it is right yeah yeah so finding out what was finding out that there isn't a cure um and then this sort of realization that you know I could be living, I could be having these symptoms for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, so I sort of I didn't do much about it. I sort of wallowed for a bit. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair, right? Yeah. I think a lot of like, why wouldn't you? I, yeah. I, you know, I think that's a natural reaction. Yeah. 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 Um. So after that. I went in, got it all removed, ended up with a quite significant nerve pain. Right. It was sort of located, it's all located on my right hand side. Yeah. 
But directly due to the removal process? I don't know. Don't know, okay. There's a possibility it's growing around my sciatic nerve. Got it. Or they've damaged something when they've... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I got put into a chemically induced menopause. Okay. uh, And prescribed painkillers. So that was another hurdle. You know, I was 37 at the time. I'm 39 now. Um, and I was oh god I'm in the menopause now I, and then I started thinking oh you know this is I'm going to turn into an old woman that's the way I felt about it at the yeah. time um, and I put on a bit of weight that was one of the sort of side effects, side effects yeah. of it um, it became so emotional um, it was ridiculous um, and I did go through a really low spell where I visited some very dark places mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm quite good at speaking to people about how I feel so I spoke to my husband um, I met my dad in a coffee shop and I remember bawling and I'm in the middle of this coffee shop and I said like, I have to do something about this Yeah. Um, so I went to the doctor got prescribed antidepressants right to add to my ever-growing medication list. Um, but just you see, you reeling those things off that led to that mm-hmm. prescription on the on the on the depression side. I, I'm listening to you as the first the first time I've heard those things, yeah. and all I can think of while you're talking about those things is it's it's basically like you know probably a, a terrible analogy, but it's a boxer who's getting continually hit. Mm-hmm. So the first hit really hurts. Yeah. The second hit really hurts and then you think it's over no it keeps coming yeah and i'm not surprised i mean it, it's a real and i hope with reflection and time you get a chance to look at it like this if you haven't already for you to be sat there having gone through all of that stuff is a real credit a real credit to yourself like honestly because not many people have to suffer one thing two things sometimes right but to cope with all of those things in a really in a wanna right it is is a real credit to you and you should take that even if you know you don't want to or you haven't got there yet i hope that comes if it hasn't already Mm -hmm. come because that that is just i'm sitting here again and i'm in awe of the fact that you've 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 endured that right yeah yeah, so so coping with all of that stuff at once for anyone, I think, is going to be a significant challenge. And then when you're continually hit with adversity, things can become bleak, can't yeah. they? Because you start you, you your sense of hope and positivity and motivation kind of just degrades so being able to try and focus on something and latch on to something yeah. becomes even more important yeah um so yeah just to, again for, for those who might be experiencing similar not necessarily linked to endometriosis yeah. but similar kind of hits like mm-hmm. bereavement or relationship breakdowns yeah. or loss of jobs or financial circumstances these things often come at once and 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 depression is a symptom of those yeah. things so talk to us about how you you cope you coped beyond the medication and things mm-hmm. I guess you you self discovered and self learned from from it because again a, a listener may uh, may cling on to something yeah. uh, and and it will give them some hope yeah 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 um, the way I've sort of dealt with it is I, as I've mentioned already I'm I am very open mm-hmm. I will 
speak to anybody about it um, in the hope that my experience can help others. Um, I have incorporated my own coping mechanisms. Um, So I do a lot of cold water swimming Mm. and I've taken up trail running um, which the swimming helps the swimming is amazing um, and it's one of my f- most favourite things to do do you do it in the sea? yes yes safely Yeah. I don't go out my depth no um, but even five minutes in the icy cold sea is enough to make you feel amazing my, um, my, my wife is a big fan she's only done it a few times and she wants to do it more yeah. but she can't speak highly enough of it oh that's amazing um I'm too scared. I'm too I, scared to go into the cold water. I used to be too scared, but see, once you've been in the first You're time, okay, you'll be hooked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and but so, does it get easier then each yes. time? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should just take the no pun intended, but take the plunge and and yeah. literally just do and 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 what is it? Gradual getting in. Okay. Yeah. You don't you, just throw yourself in, right? No. Okay. Okay. No. No. Um, so yeah, you want to go in slowly and control your breathing because um, otherwise you're going to cold water shock. Um, and do you do it with a group or do you do it on your own or? Uh, I do it my own. Um, sometimes I've got a friend that will come with me. Nice. Um, if I go in on my own, I make sure that my husband or my daughter is standing Close watching. By just in yeah. case, absolutely, yeah. Um, oh, that's great! Absolutely love it. So you can't. You, so so from a. A, a coping mechanism perspective that's a real lift definitely up. right okay yeah definitely um and the running yeah when did i start running properly probably it was actually last january i signed up for monthly running challenges because nice. i thought i need to i i find if i'm doing i'm not feeling makes sense yeah, yeah. You, you kind of brain gets distracted doesn't yeah. it because you're actually doing something yeah 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 um, and were you a runner before? Sorry, Alana, were you a runner a, before? A wee bit. A wee bit, okay. A wee bit. Just dabbled. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, now I'm running about 20, 25 miles a week. Um, wow. Sometimes it get it does get emotional sometimes um, because of the pains I get in my legs. Um, does does running make it worse or is it just it, it would happen anyway regardless it just of whether depends you're what the body wants to right, do okay so you're not in control of it no basically. no um so yeah so i was out for a, a run last week with my husband and i had to stop after three miles because i couldn't physically go anymore wow. um so it's cr- it's chronic pain yeah yeah um it, and it, it gets to the point where I can't lift my leg. Yeah. I can't go uphill. Um, sometimes if it's not that bad, I'll run through it and I'll give the, I'll update my Strava. Oh, you're and, a Strava. You're a Strava. Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. It is serious. <laughs> it is serious. And I'll put my little uh, comment on there. Um, if you endo with the wee middle finger emoji. Oh, brilliant. Because... I don't want to let it get in the way or control everything I do. Yeah, it's a big part of my life, and yeah, because it's unfortunately part of me. But yeah, um, yeah running helps just do, in do, nature. In nature, yeah, and and the similarities, right? Being out in nature, trail running, mm-hmm. 
um, d- doing runs, uh, but also the cold water swimming mm-hmm. in the sea is f- phenomenal. Um, it, it really distracts and it gives you a sense of connection, yes. I think, with with the things that matter in mm-hmm. life. Um, so beyond getting out in nature, how do you get on the front foot with all of how do you keep yourself positive um, and, and and able to cope and of course some days you'll go into that bleak mode yeah. again right where yeah. it's like uh, this is just terrible and awful and yeah. and in those situations i guess there's a kind of there's a tendency or a risk of catastrophizing yes. and forgetting that you actually do have good days yeah um but when they are bleak, I mean, there's no getting around the fact that they are bleak, yeah. right? That that's authentic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything else that's and like does socialising help? Does um, does reading help? Does you know? Um, and being part of the charity as an example, yeah, and with surrounded by people who are, yeah. you know, who know what it's all about, that must help, and that must oh, help significantly. Definitely. Yeah. Um, if I'm having a bad day, I do tend to go in the the support group. Um, and just have a moan. <laughs> um, have, you know, ask, has anyone experienced this before? Um, yesterday, for example, I was having a bad day um, and I just felt oh, fed up. Mm-hmm. Um, fed up being in pain and everything like that. And um, I actually spoke to somebody in the group um, about social media posts and I was like, oh, fed up, you know got this pain in my leg and everything like that and she was like what leg is it and I was like it's my right <laughs> leg and she went oh well do you know and she had exactly the same thing so I was like oh what a relief you know it's not just me no. um so she in turn said you know gave me a list of things you know speak to the doctor about this ask them to do that um, see, see so, this is key isn't it because like other people will have taken different routes. Yeah. Still still similarities in terms of sharing the condition and, and the, the, the some of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be the same, some of them will be different. But you can learn a lot yes. from other people's journeys, yeah. both both the good and the bad. Yeah. And I think that that's enormously powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which I guess is why the, the support groups are important, right? Definitely. And the early interventions important. Definitely. Um yeah. So, so that that helps as well. Oh yes, yeah, um, because sometimes uh, it'll be the same with anything. You know, if you've got friends who don't have the any sort of first-hand experience mm-hmm. of the condition, you can talk to them; they'll be supportive. But it's not the same. It's not. They no. can't offer the same sort of advice as somebody who is in the same shoes. Yeah. Um, even though you know, I greatly appreciate my friends. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. So yeah, you, you can't it's... understand anything truly. It's like being in the person's shoes, isn't it? You, mm-hmm. Unless you're in there, you can't appreciate. It. It's not yeah. their fault, right? No. Um, but it, but it's hard, and it must, and it is frustrating when you're going through something that nobody else can understand mm-hmm. truly. Yeah. It is frustrating. There's no getting away from yeah. that. Do you, do you, do you, or have you carried kind of anger? As a result of that frustration, or do you are you pretty good at trying to contextualise it all? Um, see, I, I find it hard to get oh, really? angry. I do. I really struggle. Okay. Being, being well, that, that's angry a about positive, stuff, though. But, I think. Um, yeah. Just more I, frustration, really. 
it is frustrating uh-huh. yeah um it's sort of maybe sometimes feel a bit hopeless mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i've not i don't think i've been angry about it i get angry when it stops me from running actually oh i do <laughs> i do i yeah uh, <laughs> i've it gets in the way of training. <laughs> yes. It gets in the way of training. Because uh, I was uh, I was running in the Lammermuir Hills with my husband a, a few months ago and I got to the top of the hill. Or I wasn't even at the top. Of the, I was halfway to the top of the hill. I was like, I can't go anymore. It's too sore. It's too sore. Yep. So I had a bit of a paddy, <laughs> a tantrum. <laughs> Good for you. So Did you throw anything or was it just vocal? It vocal? was vocal and <laughs> maybe it was anger, actually. I was... Ugh, so well, annoyed. And the good thing about the Lammermuirs is, go for your go for your life because no, you know you're not going to get heard up there, are you? I know, I know. So it's a good place to do it. Yeah. Um, in in terms of the way life is for you, then are you able to achieve a decent enough balance at the moment between mm. everything, or and and you just accept and know, unfortunately, that Endo will appear at some points, and you'll just have to yeah. deal with it when it comes up, but almost knowing that is mm-hmm. it gives you the power yeah if that makes sense yeah you're not surprised by it no you know so so it it, it kind of gives you the advantage again even though it's an absolute pain in the neck well, yeah. not in the neck well maybe in the next possibly, <laughs> but you, you know yeah. so so that's something isn't it yeah but I, I i mean and that's a that's a pertinent question that i'm curious about now that you've got the diagnosis despite the challenges being ongoing and and you know there's not really a lot that can be done at the moment. Hopefully mm-hmm. that changes, right, in the yep. future. Um, and that's something, you know, that hope will always be consistent, I think. Um, but at least you know. So what was, what, what, what experience, this sounds a terrible question, but I'm going to ask it. What experience would you take mm-hmm. if you were offered the choice? Is it, is it the kind of before, uh-huh. without the diagnosis, or kind of the after with the diagnosis and the knowing Probably with the diagnosis, because I know that there's there's things that I can things that I can do. I know I and you know I I know what to expect. I know what's causing the pain. Yeah. Because before I had the diagnosis. And I was having this pain and all these symptoms. And I was like, oh my, you know, have I got cancer? Yeah, it could be anything. Like worry, you know, right? It's yeah. the worry of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would probably go for, with diagnosis, I know what it is. Mine's at rest, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Amazing. So, okay. So in, in terms of um, the trail run in the environment, mm. do you see yourself kind of doing more of that then as a result of the positive benefits it gives you yeah yes and any and and is that just enjoying it for what it is or are you going to set yourself any kind of targets and goals um because you see you i heard you say ultimately <laughs> yeah i'm doing a 30 mile in march um and then i'm doing a really ultra marathon in april with my friend but i'm not going to be doing stupid distances no but that, I mean, that that <laughs> pe- people will be listening to this and yeah. laughing uh-huh. because for them, 
30 miles is a stupid distance. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all relative. It's about, they'll be saying, what are you talking about? 30 miles. You're off your rocker. Um, so, so the fact that you're doing that sort of stuff, that's a lot of miles. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of miles. The beauty with trail running, though, is you can walk when you get a bit yep. too tired yep. and then start running again. There's, yep. It's not like road running where you're constantly constantly yeah, running yeah. and having to get the speed in and i'm a slow runner i'm a plodder that's not so. that, that, that's good and uh, and again it's whatever works for you yeah. um so one one of the things we must end with then mm-hmm. and we always ask is just general life's ups and downs mm-hmm. and based on your own experience you know what would be your kind of strongest bits of advice for anyone that faces kind of any adversity is it is it to just be out in nature mm-hmm. is it is it to surround yourselves with people who can truly empathize with what you're mm-hmm. going through i mean just just if, if, as a parting shot give yeah. us give give the listeners some advice on what you would suggest to somebody just in terms of coping day to day i would say do what makes you happy love that because we don't all like people we might you know there's people out there who don't have anybody who mm-hmm. either prefer solitude or genuinely just don't have anybody in in the same sort of situation that they can talk to yeah um but yeah do what makes you happy and and do you think and i was going to end it there but give me another question now <laughs> sorry so is that probably one of the biggest challenges for the majority of people is not doing what makes you happy because for me that's probably easier it's not easy but it's mm. easier than actually understanding what makes you happy now you're getting cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we should leave that that's a different that's a different podcast yeah. i think uh, but alana thank you so much for coming in thank you for having me thank you for raising awareness of of endometriosis um anyone I'm assuming anyone who wants to have more information about the charity, about support that's available, about the mm-hmm. condition, um, you're happy for, for us to, to point them in your direction. Yeah, of course. Um, and let me have that F-U endo uh, thing. I'll, I'll, get, I'll mention yeah. that in all of our socials because I think that's important. You know, yeah. the fact that you're enduring and putting up with it it sounds absolutely horrible and i said it during the podcast but i mean it thank you so much you're an absolute inspiration and thank you wonderful to have you as a guest thank you lovely to have been here all right thanks (laughs)